Gay Savvy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Always in the yard doing cha cha cha. Oh, that's my favourite bit. Stop, if you're not gay, are you? And just as a personal note, there's some very fetching men on the sidewalk. Are you sure you're not gay? It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. So, uh, just to pick you guys up to speed, um, 4ZZZ has gone digital. That's so hot, that's so hot. And it's now known as Zed when it's on digital. What another day in paradise for this inaugural session of Gay Savvy. This isn't Catholic radio? No, 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 it's oh not. Oh, God, Catholic. I'm in the wrong one. Bye, Dykes. Bye, I'll Dykes. hold the fort down in a very lesbian like fashion. Ring my bell, you've got to ring it. Ding a ling along. Hey, you want to try having sex later? No. No, okay, sorry, just thought I'd put it. No, don't worry about it. It's time for Gay Savvy on Z Digital Ring. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four. Yeah, we found her. That's a familiar voice that's come back. I made it back and I made it through customs. Yay. Yay. Boogie board intact. Luscious Ellie's back and she's got a bag full of pot. I don't really. Drugs are bad. No, you shouldn't do drugs. Big thank you, KC, for filling in my shoes, my sizable, lovely bedazzled Mm. stilettos for episode three. She'll be back. She was fun. Definitely. I want to work with Casey. You she's do. Cool. She's been I getting more fan mail than the rest of us combined. And, she, she and most wants, of that's from me. She's got a project with you. She wants you and her to do some like uh, burlesque dance class and, and, oh, then, hello. and then do some, uh, you know. I look th- terrible in fish tights, but let's do it anyway. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, we have a massive, massive, massive show on. Firstly, the- before we get to that. Hi, I'm Spencer. Oh, yeah. We've got Dr. Burke. And Luscious L back with you again. And you're listening too. Gay Savvy! Gay Savvy! Z Digital. Lushacell, we have a massive show today. Huge. We have, well, we don't have, but we will be speaking Lady Gaga. Space Cowboy. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yes, after a little trip to Australia recently, we thought we'd reflect on Lady Gaga. We also have Andrew, our good friend from GLWA in. Andrew. I like Andrew. He was here. GLWA. <laughs> yes, he will be here very soon to be talking with us. And we also thought, given Lady Gaga often talks about her issues with bullying and um, being yourself, and given Andrew will be here talking about gay line, lesbian line, we thought we'd share some of our own stories. Our stories. We have stories. But bullied. Gay cry boy. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Gay Cry Boy will be getting into that a little bit later. But we have Luscious L also talking to one of the cast members of the upcoming musical here in Brisbane, Dr. Zhivago. He's not Russian, but he plays Russian. She's a lesbian interviewing Russians. <laughs> we have our top five. Our top five this week, which is the top five medleys. It's a medley. We can count to five. What's the top five? What is it? Is it number one? Oh, that, was <laughs> that was terrible. This is wonderful radio. <laughs> and then to round out the show, Spencer will be speaking with James Varnish about his upcoming shenanigans. Nothing to do with really hard food, wood furniture. He's a gay man and a pop star. 
And Get it? Because his name's Varnish. Varnish. I, I do. Yeah. It's like when you oh. did it. It was scientific and arty. Yeah. And you didn't catch on yeah, at all. And you're like no. going, oh, you didn't get... Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, much much to talk about. We should stop talking about ourselves. But yes. I'm, I'm going to say this. Find us on Facebook. Gay Savvy. Like us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Check it out, people. Awesome show. Stick around. Two hours of absolute beautiful radio ahead. And, uh, sorry. No, 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 no. We've got to say one more thing, too. You are listening on Z Digital, and you have to subscribe to... Four triple Z two. Yep. And keep us going. Call Monday to Friday on business hours three two five two one triple five. That number again is three two five two one triple five to subscribe, or you can head to our website, which is www.4triplezfm.org.au. Radiothon is coming up. We'll give you more information about that next episode. But if you subscribe, then you can win wonderful prizes. So stick around. Naturally sure when it comes to love. Oh no. I was insecure, insecure But when it comes to you and me I can't deny this feeling inside Oh no, I never felt like this before
French for yogurt. Album born this way. We had to play a bit of gags considering Australia's latest occurrences, wouldn't you agree? I would agree wholeheartedly, Spencer. We just had gags in Sydney playing at Monster Hall. Yep, and uh, she wowed uh, Australian audiences all over Australia uh, because she was on A Current Affair. She was on A Current Affair. She was interviewed by... That person, Tracy Grimshaw. Tracy Grimshaw. Fabulous. I love her. You do? I do. I re- I'm a big fan of Tracy Grimshaw. Really? Yeah, I love her. Oh, I think she's a. I won't go. But um, <laughs> is it wasn't there even rumours about her being a lesbian or something? There was like? rumours that she was involved in a relationship with Deborah Hutton. Oh. I do remember those rumours. Yeah. I do remember those rumours. Yeah. But <laughs> wonderful, wonderful interview. Actually, one I... of the rare times I have watched a current affair over the last twenty five years. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, look, I, I don't think it told us anything new about Gaga, but it, it certainly reinforced a lot of those stories and a lot of those uh, I've things heard we've a, heard from her. I'm not really a TV person anymore. I just mainly listen to radio, and I've heard interviews on of her on Nova and stuff like that. So it was actually um, good to actually watch. And I would never have known she was on it uh, unless I was catching up with my family for dinner, and they're like, oh, you're going to watch Gaga on a current affair? And I was like, what? Well, and I've... I've seen a, I've seen a couple of interviews with her, an American TV show host, and it's just bland and flat, and it's really actually awkward interview. Um, but she was like very animated and chatty, yeah. and it was like, it was really, really she good. was very she animated on radio the, too. Yeah, brought across the points that like then yeah reinforce all those ideals that you thought you, we had of her that she yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we we've heard those stories in the past about her, especially her upbringing and coming from a conservative Catholic high school environment. Yep. I never heard that actually. You I hadn't heard that, that before. Oh, I knew that. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard of that. And yeah. uh, what I what I did like about this interview was her um, little giggle at the term lapsed Catholic because that's a term I know and live very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do what do they mean by? Because I didn't really understand what it Tracy means, like meant by. Like you were raised as a Catholic, but you don't really practice. It anymore. Yeah. So you still classify yourself as Catholic, but you don't really practice. Yeah. So you lapsed Catholic. I, I loved the interview. I, I think maybe I wasn't that emotional at the time when watching it, but it, it had me a bit, you know, too. Like especially uh, that that guy that was bullied and um, asked yeah. Gaga, uh, you know, about well, that, bullying. We, we did have a few of those tidbits of the gospel according to Gaga, which we did get did get out of it. Um, yeah. Which you know, her, her key messages, which we hear all the time, and they sound cliched and trite, but they are so true. That yeah. be yourself, be brave, um, be courageous, be courageous. Um, and I think that was her her real message there today in that interview as well. Mm. And and she's right. Well, uh, when you think back of you know, if you could do stuff again, you know, back in high school and stuff like that, mine would be you know, if I was just courageous enough to be. Who I was back then, I you know she, she is so right when she says that. Uh, but she she did also say that maybe at the t- she was a very different person at high school, and I don't know whether her message was necessarily she um she wishes she had been different at high school, but maybe she wishes she had been in a position to be different where she was comfortable enough with herself, yeah, and where That's, she was yeah, she brave enough. But yeah. th- she this didn't say, album say where, like one way or the other is to be to be yourself or to be fit in, just to be comfortable with. You, who you were. Who you are. You do yeah, yeah. learn more stuff about her when you listen to or see her in the interview too because, like I said, I had no idea she was this. Have you listened to the album, guys? Uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It is very um, religious. Religious. Like she, she very much is all about... And I wouldn't say I was disappointed by that, but, you know, I, I do love her equality messages in the in the, in her music, but she did, she did you know, well, love, she loves that God. Well, she that's... Uh, 
there is a degree of, I guess, religion and Christianity and even Catholicism, which isn't Catholicism. Catholicism. You and your big words. <laughs> it's not that big. <laughs> That's what he said last night. Oh, uh, anyway, um, Catholicism, which isn't all about that preachy side of it. There's, a, there, I, I heard this great line from a, a friend once that, that true left wing Catholicism, where it's really more that love thy neighbour, do unto others as you would want done to yourself. And rather I'm, than... I consider myself an atheist, but that's still a message that I take away from exactly. It. And it's, it's a, it's a humanist what, message, and really. that's the thing is she's mm. using her experience and her religion to get across the general message, which is to for, for love and happiness and equality and. Steal 80s songs. In, in saying that, though, in saying what I said before with the religion, I do love the album. I hear Dr. Burke said something I love off Bo- air that did get me a bit. <laughs> I love Born This Way, the song. I reckon uh, it is up there with my top three Gaga songs. Yeah. I don't pay much credence to the rest of the album. Just putting it out there. I think it's that song, out. though, that made the album a hit that it is. And, you need and more I think the than one actual song. word you said was flop, Dr. Burke. I. I'm going to stand by my words there. I'm I'm going to say I'm a bit wishy-washy either way. It's not great. It's not crap. I don't, I don't think it. it was a fl- I think Born This Way got it out of flop territory. That's for true. Well, I think we'll, there's plenty more we could talk about this, but <laughs> yeah. we might hit, hit a song now. All right. We've got a bit of a newie, um, haven't we? We do. We've got um, some lovely new Josh Pike. Yeah. Have there. you heard this one? I have, yeah. I'm a bit of a fan. I do like it. He's so cute. Stick like around. Him. We'll be back after this. Sunday's always holding a promise. Monday's always letting it go. If I can write a sad song every day of the week, I'd be the happiest fucker I know. So I held my hands out to the city. Turns out the city, she was holding me back. And no one wants to love her. No one wants to love her like that. Stop. 
Hello, this is Kate Miller Heidke. And I'm Kia Nuttall. And we are Fatty Gets a Stylist, and you're listening to Triple Z Digital. Whatever that may mean 
released a film clip for that song, Spencer. Have you seen it? I have. Did you cry? I did, yeah. actually. It's actually it's a beautiful clip. It's yeah. really nice. I'm so proud of you. We actually haven't spoken to Emma for a while, but I'm sure she'll be making an appearance on the show if I get my way forthcoming. But, um, yeah, uh, if, if they do pay attention to this show, well done, guys. You guys are doing fantastic stuff. I'm so jealous and we, proud. We will put that clip up on our Facebook page, which you should all be liking. Gay Savvy. Look for us on Facebook. Look for us on iTunes. You're sick of me saying that yet? I didn't think so. No, we always have to. Who could be? Never. So we have in the studio now a good friend of ours, a good friend of Gay Savvy's, Andrew from GLWA. Now, we've spoken about GLWA in the past on Queer Radio, but it's a new introduction here on Gay Savvy. So all of these, although with dead digital radios that haven't been listening to the old classic FM wireless... This is your chance to find out about one of our local fabulous community services and what they do and how they can help you and the community. So, without any further ado, Andrew, welcome to Gay Savvy. Hello, Gay Savvy. How are you guys? Oh, fabulous. Thank you for asking. I've got elbows. (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. That's just Um, good news all around, really. Really is. Now, GLWA, give us a rundown. What do you guys do? Okay, so GLWA, it stands for the Gay Lesbian Welfare Association. What we do is we run Gay and Lesbian Line, um, seven days a week from 7pm until 10pm. It's a free counselling service um, right across Queensland and also into northern New South Wales. Not only that, um, we also do, we've got a Facebook page for GLWA where we basically link in and we promote events that are happening in the community. Um, we've got our weekly newsletter as well too and Last but not least, we've got Small Talks Big Ideas. So we're a pretty big organisation. Okay, well, awesome. let's talk about the hotline. Um, first of all, what's the number and, and what uh, when you say counselling, what, how, you know, uh, what's the extent? Oh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you're here in Brisbane, the number is 30 17 17 17. If you're outside Brisbane, it's a free call, 1-800-184-527. And that's just repeat. That's 30 17 17 17. 1-800-184-527 is the alternative number if you're outside Queensland. That's mm-hmm. a free call. And so you guys, um, you like people call up and you provide um, counselling services across a wide range of topics and um, queries and all that sort of thing. Like it's not just um, I'm gay, how do I come out or that sort of thing. It's everything. It's a bit of everything. Yeah. Give, us, give us some That's exa- exactly right. Um, I think a perfect example is someone who's down from northern... Um, sorry, down from northern Queensland, just wants to know what's happening in Brisbane, we can let them know. Someone calling up, they're coming out at school and they're just wanting to know, you know, what are some strategies, what are some ideas that Mm. I can do to implement? Um, We talk to a lot of people out in rural Queensland who are feeling isolated and lonely and purely just want to pick up the phone and call someone and know that they're along the same wavelengths as they are. You know, they've gone through some similar similar experiences and just talk through what's happened in their day. And that's the thing about GLWA and the telephone counsellors there. It's all peer-to-peer counselling. So it's, it's mm-hmm. very much a, a service where you are speaking to fellow people in the queer community mm-hmm. who quite often have gone through similar things to what the, the listeners are going, or the people who are calling up are going through. Hmm. That's correct, Matthew. And even though we're called like Gay Line Lesbian Line, it's really queer inclusive. A lot of our counsellors come from different backgrounds and different sexual orientations as well too and that's the same with our callers so we don't discriminate just if you're not gay or lesbian it's completely inclusive and one other thing as well too that I think is important to mention we actually have a lot of parents who call us Mm. uh, and their children are coming out and they just want to talk to someone and say okay are they going to be okay 
know, because for me, gay, when I was growing up, mm. meant HIV, meant AIDS, yep. meant death. Um, so we're there as a voice. Yeah. And so, they're not, so they don't only have organisations like PFLAG, they can actually go to a source that their their kids would use and, and that sort of stuff. So there's a direct link there rather than having to try and discuss it with their kids and sort of feeling like they're invading, invading their privacy. They've got that outlet as well, which is fabulous. I guess in a way you guys can be seen as a first point of call too, being able to, you know, if someone... I guess a parent is, is talking about their, their kids or something like that, you can say, well, there's other communities that can also give you information too. We're just the know-all and end-all, if you will. <laughs> exactly right. We work very much in, on along the lines of partnerships. We're the first point where someone gives us a call and then we provide them with a referral onto another organisation yep. and other sources within the community. And okay, cool. What's Small Talk Big Ideas? Okay, so Small Talk's Big Ideas stemmed from developing and developing our counsellors and then also going out into the community and developing the skills of the greater community and medical professions. So, for example, um, last month we had Sally and Anna come along and talk and they were talking about youth issues. This month we've got Paul Martin coming along and talking about sexuality and faith. We also, you were speaking before about the rural communities and uh, there's uh, some isolation and having calls coming in for that. I understand you have an upcoming event uh, specifically targeted towards fundraising for rural communities and that, that aspect. You're right, Dr. Burke. We've got um, the doctor's wife coming up on the 12th of August at the Palo Palace Centro here in Brisbane. So we're raising funds to basically put back out into the rural Queensland. That'll be a great night, very similar to what you did earlier with the Bedroom Commandment um, fundraising evening, which was a lot of fun. Just as a little teaser out there, listeners, we will be speaking with Jonathan Duffy, who is the doctor's wife, on next week's episode. So make sure you stick around for that. Very exciting. Well, we could talk with Andrew for hours. I know, there's so much I want to ask about Bedroom Commandments, I want to ask more about GLWA, but we just... We'll have Time to have you limits. on again soon so we can get through all of our many questions. And if you've got a question that you'd like us to ask, Andrew, hit up our Facebook page. Yeah, uh, sorry, just a quick uh, mentioning to you. Always looking for volunteers to join GLWA too. How can they find out more information or, or anything like that to get amongst it? Um, go to our Facebook page, which is GLWA, on our website as well too, which is glwa.org. .au or drop us an email at secretary at glwa.org.au. So if you, like Dr. Burke, wants to put back in the community and get amongst one of these communities, uh, GLWA offers a lot of opportunity for all you uh, people out there wanting to help. But we're going to go to a track now and uh, we'll be back shortly with more funsies. Check it out. You're like a roller coaster toaster in a big fall poster bed You're such a pudding I shouldn't
frightening by the lightning in my legs Oh, 
back and thank you for joining us. You're with Luscious L, Dr. Berg and Mr. Spence and we're still having the studio. Andrew from GLWA, he's decided to stick around, which we're very happy for. Thanks, um, Gay Savvy. No worries. We've been talking about bullying and coming out and just everything involved in that um, after speaking back with Gaga and with Andrew about the GLWA services. Um, I and thought we just of thought... a better name for Andrew, by the way, What's instead that? of Glandrew. GLW Andrew. GLWA, Andrew? No? Yeah, no. No. Okay. Thoughts of Spencer. Spencer's Spence yeah. been trying to come up with nicknames for everyone, and it's not always working, but stick with it. Potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Might have a gift. Encouragement award. Yes. Yeah. I'm great at waving award. down taxis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, with your nipple. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That wasn't me on much. that <laughs> mint ad, by the way, either. Oh, good okay. times. Yeah. Um, Anywho, we were discussing like our own coming out stories and how everyone came to deal with it and how they came out. And well, I guess we're talking about that too because we also mentioned off air that one of the main youth, um, I guess, issues with what that you deal with with GLWA is is coming to terms with their sexuality or coming out in general. That's correct. And look, it's not only just youth; it's people in their twenties, their thirties, married men. It's sort of acknowledging those feelings and emotions that you have been having, and for a lot of people, early on, it's what are going to be the consequences yep. right. if I go down this path yep. mm. instead of, okay, this is I'm trying to be true to myself, I'm being honest. Why open. would you say they're, they're scared? What, what would be the most common issue of them? Um, or I guess what, what, what had everyone here in this room, like, you know, coming out late or, or you well, know? I, I came out, um, I think, when I was about, when I turned 19, 19 or 20, um, and... I when I was 16 I moved from New South Wales up to Queensland so I had to try and sort of reinvent my personality I guess and I still wasn't quite um, out to myself so I I would yeah I didn't really come out until I moved out back down to Brisbane when I sort of realized who I was my sexuality and I actually had a fresh start I didn't know anyone down here so I mm. thought um, and we've spoke to a few people and that's a lot that's very much the same like similar story is they go to a new place and they're like it's a fresh start I don't know anyone here I can be who I am. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, um, because I was born and raised in Brisbane and have lived here my whole life, it's probably something I always... They say, you know, you always know and probably was, but... I do remember the what I call the epiphany moment. I was I was twenty. I was on my way back from a European holiday with my brother, and we were in Singapore. I was extremely jet lagged, and I was watching television, and there was this Volkswagen ad on with this very cute boy on it, and I thought, oh, I wonder if he's gay. And it was the first time I think I'd projected me wanting someone else to be gay. And then for me, it suddenly became more than a physical thing. It was an emotional thing. It was yeah. I wanted reciprocation. It wasn't an attraction, a physical attraction. It was an emotional attraction as well. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> My God, what was yeah. I going to do now? Why were you scared? Well, this I didn't know anyone who was gay. I yeah. had no exposure to it. There was no... I, I knew... I was just confused. I, I knew family and friends probably wouldn't have a problem with it but at the same time if I'm only just working this out now what kind of a shock are they going to be in for as well yeah so it was that feeling of isolation Mm. that feeling of fear and rejection and not only that sort of your world crumbling down around you this is this to tell people about it this isn't the life that I thought I'd be leading what about you Andrew well, for me, I actually came out to my parents uh, in high school, and then I ended up going back in the closet and got engaged at one stage. Okay. Oh. 
Wow. That would have been full on for your parents if <laughs> you're going, hang on a minute. It was. I think for my parents it's been like an eight-year journey and we're now at the stage where my parents know that I'm definitely gay. I, I originally came out as bi yep. and um, now I've sort of come to terms with it myself and I know, yes, I'm gay. And that's been a journey as well too for my family and parents. Because for my dad, being gay meant that's you're going to have AIDS, you're going to die. He grew up in Sydney in the western suburbs mm. in the 50s and 60s and that's what it was. Oh, God. When when I came out to my parents, I was at the time I was actually um, very depressed and I was in a very bad very bad way. And um, I came out to my parents and they're like, of all the things that's going on right now, that's really not an issue. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we've got you've got bigger issues to deal with than than that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> my mum yeah. didn't pick it. She thought I was just confused and she kept trying to marry you off to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no joke. She, she, she kept trying to marry us yeah, off. She wanted grandchildren, but uh, no. What, I guess uh, you know, you guys mentioned before, it's the fear of, of rejection for you know being rejected from the community for me because well, I mean, coming from up north Queensland, you know, I, I was bull- I did. I, I hadn't even come out yet, and I was like, you know, bu- yeah, bullied every day for it, and um, and yeah, so I was terrified. I was, I was, yeah. I just thought you wouldn't be accepted in the world, but. Um, I think we live in it, well, especially knowing Brisbane, it's starting to come to a term now where it's not really uh, a journey for people to come out now, especially in high school. Like, there are people yeah. coming out, uh, not necessarily in rural area, but, um, you know, we're uh, making some progress. Would you agree? I just see, uh, I remember when we were at the at the Equal Love rally, and I know we have to wrap up, but I just remember when we were at the Equal Love rally and we interviewed these two boys who were there and one introduced the other as his boyfriend and we're like, how long have you been together? Three weeks. And it was just so cute. They were yeah. 18, 19, and there was a jealousy there. It wasn't that I wish I had have done that. It was I wish I had been in a position where I was comfortable enough in myself yeah. to have done that at 18, 19. And we'd love to hear your coming out stories or like, or your families and friends coming out stories. So hit us up on our Facebook, Gay Savvy, wear a page. Um, and you can send us a message or pop us a note on our wall and we'd love to we'd love to hear it. But, and um, if you are one of those younger generations that are having um, issues coming to terms with, with whatever you're going through right now, there is help out there. There is people who will listen and, and are happy to, you know, talk and, and be there. GLWA, we say no more. And we will have their details up on our Facebook page as well. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say thank you very much for joining us, Andrew. Thanks, Navi. You're more than welcome. I think the most important thing to take away is it does get better. It does. When you are going coming out, it does get better. Nice segue because we do have a song about that that we're going to play now. Oh, awesome. We're going to play that for you now. Tell us what you think.
Jodie Foster, Linda Perry. Gandalf the Wizard, actually a fairy. Simon Amstel, Katie Lang. Even Brando likes some way. Rachel Maddow, huge muff diver. Richard Hatch, one survivor. Nathan Lane, Truman Capote. Ethan Nopi, one Kenobi. Billy Joe from Green Day's Bye. Ricky Martin, big surprise. Doogie Hauser, what a showman. Dave Hyde Pearson, all the Romans. Tommy Toon and Alvin Ailey. Meredith Baxter, Leisha Haley. Lohan Hackman, both are bi. Boy, George and George Takai. Cher has a transgendered child. George Michael and Oscar Wilde. Everyone involved in Glee. One tenth of everyone you know and me. All of them were just like you. It got better for them and it will for you too. And you have the pleasure of listening to 4 Triple Z FMO. And as I say to my friends, stay black. Take me 
fabulous Mr. Martin Cruz, who is performing this uh, month at in, in Dr. Zhivago at QPAC. Thank you very much for joining us, Martin. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, um, you are an international superstar, for lack of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've, you've performed all over the world in all sorts of performances. You've done aspects of Love, West Side Story, South Pacific, um, uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. How, how, is, how does Dr. Zhivago compare as an experience? Uh, well, Dr. Zhivago is a, uh, an original um, musical. This, uh, this production is actually the world premiere. Um, yeah. So the difference with, certainly with the shows that you just listed there, uh, all of which actually I those those were all in Australia. Um uh, yep. the the difference is that you know, with a original musical obviously you get to create the role from the ground up. It's and, yeah, and it's um, it's all your baby, that role. <laughs> it, well, yes, I mean in collaboration with the creative team and the director and so on. Yep. Um but it's it's a much more creative, sort of hands on uh, thrilling process. I find than than being told, you know, this is how the guy did it on Broadway. So, yeah, this is how we'd like you to do it as well, sort of thing. Yeah, and that's very cool. And so, um, because it's like obviously everyone knows knows of the film, um, and then yeah. and there's and which was based on the book. Um, did you read the book in preparation for this role, or? Uh, not well. I sort of began to read the it's, it's a big old book. It's, so it is a bit of a monster. It's big and long. Yeah. yeah. So I I certainly read it um, prior to. Um, I think I probably finished it during rehearsals. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, in I hadn't read it by the time I auditioned, and yep. uh, I'd seen the movie as a kid, but I hardly remembered anything about it. So you didn't um, do the old go back to the movie and watch and go, oh, so that's the character I'm playing. You just sort of I, went well, off the script? Well, if, if I had done that, it wouldn't have done me any good because my character in the movie is cut right down almost to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it wouldn't have helped then. <laughs> yes, that's right. But um, no, I, did, I, I have to admit that I did uh, watch the movie and I watched the uh, the Kira Knightley TV movie that they did a few years ago. Yeah. Um, through the rehearsal process just to get us get more sort of information and to see also how uh in those two situations they were they dramatized um the the piece because it, it is at times it's a very cerebral sort of emotional kind of you know boris pasternak is very much in his head yeah. a lot of the time um and it's a study as much of uh russia as it is of the of the you know the love and, story, and, so and on. that's the thing. There is like there's the love story, and then there's the surrealist, surrealist, surrealistic, if I can speak properly, um, aspect of the whole, the whole show, and the um, like the setting of Russia and the political um, sort of element of it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's a, just a absolutely harrowing period of history. Yeah, um, it's it's unbelievable that anyone survived, really. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it, but the, it, it, trying to sort of dramatise all of that brings its own particular challenges, yeah. um, and to sort of keep it interesting and and moving forward. Uh, whereas, uh, as I say, Pasternak can go off for 150 pages about you know the landscape or whatever. Yeah, 
And then uh, you guys have the fa- um, the fabulous sort of task of putting all of that into a visual experience. Um, that's right. And, and, for keep, and bringing it in under three hours, yeah. Yeah, because as, yeah, it's because the length of it, you wouldn't want people sitting there. Like, you'd lose them after about four or five of it, five hours. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, long before that, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, you've yeah. got, like, you've got a fabulous crew that you're working with. You've got, like, obviously, Anthony Warlow, like, massive um and lucy maunder and tenille um van zil and now they're um lucy and tenille they're both uh western australian academy of performing arts graduates just like yourself that's right yeah see did you yeah did you all get there and sort of have a reminisce about oh when i was at the academy and (laughs) and all of that (laughs) uh well i have to admit that uh, there are few years passed between when I graduated and, and when they graduated. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the same building, but the teaching staff are completely different yep. and, and so on. But, they're, yeah, there are actually seven of us in the show. Oh, uh, wow. From so, Whopper. And because that's, yeah. um, that's it all sort of kicked off in Perth, isn't that, is that right? Uh, like, the whole, um, like the whole musical and putting it all together? It was like a sort of a West Australian-based thing, or am I getting my information uh, from a doctor? Dr. Javago? Yeah. Like the uh, musical? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not to my knowledge. I mean, it, it, the, uh, as far as I'm aware, it originally began with uh, Lucy Simon, the composer, yep. wanting to do a Russian musical. Oh, okay. And so she was then looking around for, a, a, you know, a potential source material yep. and, and uh, came across. She has a personal sort of connection with Dr. Zhivago because her story goes that her her husband, who she's been married to, for uh, I don't know how many years, but yep. from since I mean, Javago came out in '65, and she went to see it with him. Yep. And he, uh, the story goes that he came out at the end of it, and he said, "Well, he that silly man let that beautiful woman go, and I'm not going to let the same thing happen to me. So, will you marry me?" Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very romantic, and they're still yeah. together after all. These, you know, that was '65. So um, it's a true, true uh, romance built from a romance. <laughs> that's right. Oh, and that's then, fantastic. of course, so she had the idea, and then she was in Australia in 1995 yep. for the opening of Secret Garden, which she wrote, and yep. um, and first laid eyes and ears on Anthony Waller, and, and basically she said straight away, "You are my Yuri Javago." Fantastic. That's very cool. Mm. You're on Gay Savvy. i 
daring me to dream, blazing from afar, one star to guide me through, till I was here on the edge of time with you. How did you find out about the role? Like, did you just read in the paper or did your agent contact you with it? Or, like, was it something that you would sort of, you were seeking out that sort of, like, not necessarily that role, but like that sort of a, that character or that role? Yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, the short answer is my agent rang me and said they're auditioning for this. Um, however, I, it was really the first, because I, I um, was living in London for 12 years. I came back. I came back to Sydney in the middle of 2009, yeah. and uh, I I wasn't particularly interested in a lot of the musicals that they were doing at the time. Yeah. You know, I, I sort of, uh, not that I've got anything against them, but, you know, Hairspray and Mamma Mia and that sort of thing, I, I wasn't really... It's all been done. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and I, I just wasn't particularly interested in... Um, in going for anything like that, I was yep. m- much more interested in, in, in something dramatic. And it's been quite a while since we've had anything, you know, kind of serious, you know, sort of Les Mis-esque. Yeah, which you, uh, which you did as well, so... 
Yes, that's right. So, um, so as soon as my agent said, you know, Dr. Zhivago on ice, as it were, <laughs> uh, I, I went, yep, that sounds good to me. Let's. Now let's I've got a bit. Of, I've got a bit of a left ball question. If they did actually do this um, production on ice, would you still be involved <laughs> in it? <laughs> don, would you don the skates and sing and dance I, and on ice? <laughs> I, I love a challenge. Yeah. Because that would that would create the ultimate sort of atmosphere. It'd be bloody freezing. <laughs> it would make the love scenes pretty difficult. Oh no, they could do some nice part of do or something. Yeah. You probably wouldn't get Anthony Warlow in it though. Oh, because I I would I would pay extra money to see Anthony Warlow on skates. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> now I have to ask we've because we um we've been trying to get a hold of you guys. We've just like oh my god we saw Doctor Zavago's coming. We're like we've got to talk to someone from Doctor Zavago. And I was reading your bio and everything, and it said that you were in Resident Evil. That's right. Now, what was your was your character the husband of Mila Jovovich? Was that right? Uh, no, I I played Kaplan, um, Kaplan the right. computer expert who who basically goes in, you know, with the, yeah. the team of commandos and is not planning to, you know, have to draw his gun or anything. Yeah. And suddenly, in the space of no time at all, he's. Alone, yep, shooting empty, and <laughs> um, has to sort of dig right down to the bottom of his soul and uh, find the courage to soldier on. Yeah. So, and I, I survive. Well, I don't want. To, I mean, spoiler alert, but it's um, yeah. you know, it's a good few years. They're, they're about to make the fifth one, apparently. Um, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so I survived almost to the end. Ooh. Yeah. Excellent. And how was that as an experience? Because going from um, theatre and musicals and that sort of stuff to Resident Evil, it's a bit of a leap. <laughs> bit of a sort, yeah, of, well, it's sort kind of genre of, change. I mean, bit of a schoolboy's dream, really, because yeah. it was all gun. I mean, the first day, because um, we shot it in Berlin. I auditioned in London. Yeah. And uh, it was, uh, when was it, February? So the snow was thick on the ground. And uh, first day... The first up on the first day, oh, they took me to the gun range, and uh, <laughs> I had to fire all of these different, um, you know, live rounds and yep. so on. Uh, and then they took me to uh, this gymnasium where we had uh, combat training. So really, I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. It was, uh, <laughs> I would have spent that whole time just giggling, going, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what I did. Yeah, yep. that would have been awesome. Yeah, it was. It really and, was amazing. Any plans to go back into film, or your passion, like your passion, is theatre, and you're going to stick with that? No, no. I would love to get back into film. Um, I, I've done sort of, uh, I've, I've done sort of more television. I done, did a lot of television and yeah. uh, sort of TV movies in in England, um, and uh, I'm just sort of starting. In fact, um, uh, tonight. I don't know if this is going air to air today, but uh, today Thursday is um, the first episode of uh, Crownies, which I'm, I'm I play a guest role in. Oh, on excellent! The ABC. So right. yeah, hopefully that'll lead to more things as well. Yeah, that would be very cool. And because I've, well, I've, like, I've seen I the like promos the for that, and it looks very cool. So I'll keep an yes, eye out for you. Yeah, yeah. Got a very good cast. You know, the 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 young guys playing the leads, are, they're pretty sound. So. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, fingers crossed you show them up yeah. because you are a very dashing man. You're a very oh, handsome man, you. so we'll, um, you'll be easily <laughs> spotted. We're like, oh, there's Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so, any so Dr. Zhivago is playing um, at the Lyric Theatre at QPAC. Um, it started. It, it premiered on the sixth of July, and it's um, it's going for a little while now. How is how is the first sort of kicking off here in Brisbane? 
really good. The the it's a it's a massive uh, auditorium there at, yeah. at the Lyric, and um, the the audiences have been great. They've sort of been right on, you know, picked up every joke and been very sort of responsive. And um, it makes for a better we, performance that way when you know they're getting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just sort of feeds back onto the stage, and and it just you know people tend to sort of give a little bit more if they think the audience is, is with them yeah. in that way. And um, we, uh, yes, we've had several standing ovations as well, which is really oh, fantastic. lovely. Yeah. I think, that, I think also the sound in, um, uh, at the, the lyric there is great because it's such a big space. The, the sound designers can really yeah. get loose. And, um, Just go nuts um, with the whole, the whole area. Yeah, so you, you can you can sort of feel it from the stage at times. You know, the, some the ends of numbers are really massive. You know, which is great. Yeah. Do you have Do you have a favourite number? Like, like obviously you're probably your own, but like, is there a like is there a number there that you just whenever you hear it, you're just like, oh my god, that's just beautiful. I think the first time that I heard now, which is the one of the love duets between Zhivago uh, yep. and and Lara, um, I I. They, they released it on a CD, and I must have listened to it about 15 times in a row. <laughs> uh, I just think it's a, a beautiful um, piece, and yeah. and also the way that it's staged because they're they're kind of they're reading from a letter yeah. that someone else has written, um, and yet it, the contents of the letter are, uh, is speaking, you know, directly as to their feelings for each other. You know. Yeah. It's quite a clever little theatrical device. Very sneaky, but it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, um, yes, Dr. Zhivago is playing at the Lyric Theatre at QPAC, so we'll pop the details to um, head to the website to get the tickets for that. Thank you very much for speaking with us today, Martin. No, you're very welcome. Thank and you. And we will we'll be getting along to check it out, and we hope that everyone that's listening and everyone out there that sees the billboards and the signs on the backs of the cabs. And I was I was at the airport. I flew back in um, from overseas yesterday, and I was at the airport, and they had the big Dr. Zhivago posters with you, um, with yourself and Lucy and Anthony. And like, Janelle, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they were there, and I flew in a couple of weeks ago and got off the plane, and of course the you greeted one by your own face. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shocked the hell out of me. <laughs> it would have been a bit of a thing. You sort of turn around the corner and go, hang on, this is a terrible yeah, mirror. On, I don't me. look like that at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, yes, thank you again so much for talking with us, Martin. And best of luck with the rest of the performances and taking it on tour. We hope you guys have just an absolute ball and that it just, it, yeah, it just absolutely goes off. Thank you very much. I'm lying in this tent and there's not much light. And I cannot write for long But these words I've never said keep haunting me And I know they can't be wrong And I'm still a little shy to speak my mind But the truth just won't stay down For here in the night there's no wrong and no right There is only the dark I'm alone with my heart And now I need to tell you now I need to tell you how you make me feel You're like a song I sing you all day long A melody so strong and sweet and real And I 
have to say what I have to say. I love you and I need to tell you now. I wonder if you knew every time we met I was trembling inside. Your hand, for we stood so close, but the distance seemed so wide. I was waiting for a time, a turn, a sign, as the days kept rushing by. And it all went so fast, a moment had passed, and I know that you're gone, but the hunger lives on. And now I need to tell you now, I need to tell you how you.
time we heard that song at the Beat Nightclub? I'm pretty sure it involved a lot of you going, Aah! Well, it, because like it started off with the look, I thought there was, it was they were playing the look, so you and I turned to each other and was just like, oh, oh my God. God, and then it was a medley, and I'm like, oh, it's not what I thought it was, but I still know the words. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was close to wedding himself in, in dire need of new pants. But that was Roxette medley. And you know what that means, people. It can only mean one thing. What does it mean? It's time for Top 5! Top 5! Top 5! Top 5, Top 5. Now, so you, usually, you usually sing. Yeah, you do You do a wonderful singing rendition of Top 5. Lush to sell. 
I'm trying to remember what I did last time. It's I've top been five. five. It's, it's time, time for top five. five. It's time for top five to five. It's time for top five to okay. five. Okay, she's evolved it. Yeah. All right. This is um, a remix. So, yes. What's so top, top five this Top week? five is medleys. Uh, what is your favorite medley? Uh, we have put the question on our Facebook. You have answered. The results are in. Number five, Spencer. We have a tie. We have a tie. Lush yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, for number five, it was not one, but two fabulous divas of our generations and generations past and future and stuff. It was Britney and Madonna Medley. Yes, we've got the Britney Medley by the ooh, Chris, the Chris Cox, Cox mega mix. mix. Yep, and the uh, GVH2 Megapus mix. Let's, do, let's talk about. Let's, <laughs> let's talk, talk about, about the title of it. Let's one. talk about <laughs> Brit first. Okay, Brit. So it was a greatest hits album. I, no, no, that's the Madonna one. No, it was her greatest hits album. Oh, it was her greatest hits album. Um, but you know, her greatest hits up until about oh six, oh seven. Yeah. Up until the whole she only had three hits. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good album actually. I do Laura. really quite yeah. like it. They actually yeah. play the yeah. Chris Cox Mega Mix too in the beat. And yep. in the beat you actually get an extra song in it than nice. the one that we yeah. No one loved. Yeah. But the Madonna one. Love that song, Does Frozen. Does it have Frozen? It has Frozen. Frozen. Nice. you got to love it. I yeah. do love Frozen. And that's the thing is they're both such awesome, awesome tracks that we couldn't yeah. choose. It's, no one it's could weird choose. that no they one could choose. It's, yeah. it's weird that they came, and, and even more, that they came at number five. I thought everyone would be, you know, sorted with this. So Yeah, so. You, went, you went stereotypical gay. And said, oh, no, they're going to be number one. Yeah, so, um... <laughs> well, there's stereotypical gay and there's stereotypical camp. And I think that's there true, is stereotypical camp where we are coming in at number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just saw what number four is. Is It actually brought Olivia and um, John Travolta back to number one in the early 90s when the really remix did. was... Yeah. I, I didn't realise that... We are talking about the Grease Mega Mix. Who hasn't had a blue light disco with this being played? Oh my god, I love yeah. it! And every time it plays, everyone runs to dance. We're going, oh my god, I love this song and the and dancing. Did the whole, oh, and the, the summer. summer. Yeah, okay, let's not go there. Yeah. Oh, it's going there. Shush. Yeah, we went there. <laughs> But the Mega Mix wasn't released <laughs> until '91 or something. It, yeah. was, it was a long time after the movie that they actually put this Mega Mix together. So it was an anniversary or something, wasn't it? That they the, did it for? Not sure. um, it, yeah, it was an anniversary, 20th anniversary of Greece. I've got the video oh, at home. The VHS. Was, oh, yeah. I think that was why they did the Mega Mix. Okay. I think. I think. Yeah. We could be lying, right, to your face if, through if, song. You never know. You, you never know. know. Might hear from good old Phil Brown. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, he'll. He oh. like. Oh. Anyway, number three. Number three is a, is a personal favourite of mine. Um, it's the ABBA tribute. Thank ABBA for the music by... Who's in this? We've got so many people in this. Oh, I can tell you. We've got Steps. We've got Cleopatra. Coming at you. Uh, we've got <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy Piper, Billy, and uh, Tina Cousins. Tina Cousins. Yeah, everyone loves Tina. I just, I, I love the film clip. It's just them on the stage, and everyone's doing their mm. bit. Mm. They got oh. I remember when I, sp- I was in grade seven when that song came out, ninety nine, and um, <laughs> yep, uh, I was watching that, and I'm going, I know these people. Like, oh, that's steps. Oh, that's be okay. This isn't a bad. This is something different. This isn't. This a is scary. <laughs> this, this is a super group at its finest. The ultimate of super groups. Yeah. yeah. Look, cause, and let's look at the songs that they did. They did Take a Chance on Me. Take a Chance, Take a Chance, Take a Chance. Dancing Queen. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. And then finishing with Thank You for the Music. Which became Thank You for the Music. I'm sorry, I'm doing my own little Thank for the Music. Thank Abba, it became, it didn't have my favourite, which was Waterloo in it. I'm just saying. Just saying. And I've got to say, I'm big fan of Ring My Bell. 
Yeah. That's not Abba. That's not Abba. I know it's not Abba. Dad. You're green of ring, ring. Why don't you give me a call? That's the one. I knew there was a ring in it. That's why I don't do the music. Number two. Oh, that's this is my personal favorite one. So that means you have to introduce number one, Laura. But number two. And, uh, you know, for you listening out there, because I was hanging out with mates the other day and my friend turned to me and said, oh, I looked in your Facebook and I really hope this one gets up there. Like, I'm going to try and make it happen and, and get it up there. Well, Coots, you did your utmost, but it came in at number two. We're talking about the Roxad Medley. Na, 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 na. No, okay, okay. Na, na, okay. Na, na, you did the high bit. I did. Oh, you started already. All right. One, two, three. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, nothing. No. You'll just have to listen to our intro for, you, our, seriously, for our little Seriously, guys, ambitions. he beats me when I get that wrong. So yeah. be, be sure, once you finish hearing this, Let's I will be try. black and blue. Let's go. Okay, so just follow my... Na, 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 na. Can you get... Na, 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 na. Na, 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 Oh, God, you can't sing in tune. I can, just not with you. Yeah. I don't know uh, what it is. While these guys here are having their little domestics, we would like to point out rock set. Scandinavian. Where are they from? Is it Sweden? I don't know. I don't know. She but looks like a cat. They have just days. released a new album, though. Yeah. Not, oh. And they're apparently on a world tour of Sweden. Oh, <laughs> we're going to see them in Australia. I've been scouring the interweb looking for when they're coming to Oz. It's, uh, it's going to happen. Gonna, it's going to be gonna, massive. We are going to see the look live, and it's going to be glorious. Gay Savvy will be there with our MP3 recordings. And we will interview them. So. Yes. <laughs> there will be, and even if it's just us going, yes, we are rock set, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the look. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's this one. You can't see that, but I was just doing a look. Can we? Can we? Yeah, I'll, I'll actually ask him. Can I sing that? No, 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 a bit with you. Okay. Okay, but no. that leaves us to number one. Ladies and gentlemen, these this group, I guess you could call them, are taking the world by storm. They've got TV, they've got merchandise, they've got music, and they are really, absolutely world dominating. They've got more Billboard 100 entrants than the Beatles. Which is a massive thing. And they are super gay friendly. They have gay storylines. You're talking about Kathy Freeman again. Uh, no. No, oh, not okay. quite. Close. Glee! Glee! The Journey Medley from the season finale at, season um, of season one when yep. they were at the regionals. That has come in as our number one. And who doesn't like a good bit of Journey, people? Oh, Come on. I didn't even know who Journey were before Glee came about. So oh, my God. I, I remember I'm seeing a skit, <laughs> a skit saying love to, instead of love to the Journey of music, it was love to the music of Journey. And it was, oh. a, a, it was a little film clip. No. Was I, knew, I knew that. That's the way you want it. That's the way. I knew that. Yeah. I didn't know I'd, the band, I'm, but I'd never heard Don't Stop Believing uh, until Glee. I knew. Oh, never knew of that song. And I, and I have Glee on my iPod and I listen to it all the time and I'm sitting on the bus going and you only recently became a fan of Glee didn't you I did yes and I've like I've watched it and I've listened to music I'm like oh my god these guys are really talented See, and then I they do the on, non-auto-tuned one you're like ooh can I direct it not um, so not so yeah, but, but that, yeah that's been our top, that's our top five for this we have a new top five uh, every week you have to vote so it's going to be up on our Facebook page yeah so get on your, our Facebook page kids like us Subscribe to us on iTunes as well. Go to the iTunes store, type in Gay Savvy and subscribe and you can listen to us whenever the hell you want. And we're going to... Sorry, yep. And keep listening to Zed Digital too. Absolutely. We're going to get into a bit of journey right now as done by the fabulous cast of Glee. You're listening to Gay Savvy on Zed Digital. Stick around, yo. It's a bit gay. <laughs>
restless hearts sleep long tonight. Sending all my love along the wire. They say that there ain't no place to start a family.
living in a lonely world She took the midnight train going anywhere Just a city boy Born and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train going anywhere A singer in a smoky room
You are listening to Zed Digital on Gay Sevi. Uh, this is Spencer and Company, and you are joined with Mr. James Varnish, up in Newcoming Talent. How have you been, mate? I'm really good, Tim. How are you? Good, good. Um, before we uh, came across you, uh, your your uh, you know awesome publicist, who I'm uh, you know a bit chummy with uh, here and there with uh, you know whatever's in and what have you. Uh, said, uh, got to get amongst this uh, guy, James. Uh, the music's great, and Joy FM uh, already all over him like nobody's business. <laughs> are they true. all? Are they all over you like nobody's business because the music is just so in our scene, or, or does that mean too that you know you also are part of the LGBTQI every other letter of the alphabet community? Well, I am a part of that community, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, they they really love the track, and and I've been really thrilled to have them on board and and show me so much support. So, yeah. So you should be. It is one of those tracks that you just got to listen to it for like, you know, a good 30 seconds and your head is already bopping, even with that contagious whenever I need you, just intro. It's great. Cool. Um, but uh, yes, before uh, we, we get into uh, Compare, uh, how has your uh, journey been? Because uh, reading, uh, reading about you and, and stuff like that, it, it said that straight after high school, you weren't ready to do music yet. So what, what happened? What, what, you know, triggered the whole, I'm ready now? I, I guess... Uh... The journey that I've been on, um, so to speak, Tim, you, you know, you, you go through life trying to find out who you are and, and what makes you happy and, you know, what your purpose is, what your life's purpose is. And for me, music has been, you know, right in the centre of my heart. But I, I think I listened to other people that said that it's too hard to do certain things like, you know, forge a career in the music industry or, you know, you should be going to uni and getting a degree and, and, and stuff like that. And... I've, I've learned with time that you can't please everybody else and that you need to please yourself and, and do what makes you happy. So the journey basically for me led me to that point where, you know, I woke up one day and, and, and said I've worked incidental jobs and I've, you know, been trying to do music a little bit in different capacities and, you know, but what is it that I, that I, I want to do that, that if in, you know, 10 or 20 years' time I look back at my life, I would say I regret it if I didn't do it and it, and it was... Uh, you know, doing this really seriously and and putting myself out there and 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 doing pop music. So that yeah, that's that's what led me to this point. I I, I have to do it. It's in my blood. <laughs> I breathe it. I sleep it. Um, it's who I am. Yeah, I, I'm hearing you. I know that feeling where it's like, all right, you got to do something now before you look back and think, Christ. But uh, exactly. Well, how young does that make you then, uh, uh, James? If uh, if if doing everything and waking up one day going, all right, now nah, I got to give uh, the music a run for its money. It makes me very young. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 38, and you know, I I feel that I'm more myself than I've ever been in my life, and and I think that age is is just a number and shouldn't be a barrier. And you know, if you're 50 years old and you've always wanted to be a doctor and you decide to go to school and have to study for six or eight years or however long it takes you to be a doctor, then um, you should do that, and if it means that you're only doing it for three or four years of your life, but it's what you were always meant to do, then you know it's never too late to do anything. Absolutely, that's yeah. amazing. Well, so uh, when, bef- how long did it take to get up to compare then? And, and like, were you always, were you one of those people that were always singing music cafes like throughout, you know, your journey and stuff like that? Or yeah, no, I, I haven't really done those sort of live performance type um, angle with with my career because I'm working on electro kind of dance-oriented music, uh, the, 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 the focus for me or the way that I've been able to shape that sound is, is in the studio is in, and, and in the writing process. And so I, I've been writing you know, different things and different genres probably for the past you know, 15 years really seriously. Um, and I was in a little duo with a guy in Germany for 
um, you know, one stage. Um, it wasn't going in the direction that I wanted it to do, and plus he was over there and I was over here. Um, I scored a few animations um, and so did more soundtrack-type stuff. But it's that electro-pop thing that I, I have to do. And so, um, you know, it's been about shaping the sound. And I've, I've said to a lot of people, Tim, I don't want to be an impersonator. I don't want to be someone that jumps on the bandwagon of whatever's the current trend in, yeah. in pop music and, you know, copy what certain artists are doing in Europe. I, I'm doing what speaks to me and, and what is important to me. And, and I think it's, it's, it's also been a part of the journey is to find my sound as well as myself through music. <laughs> well, it, it sounds quite uh, inspiring, mate, but uh, very glad to hear that, you know, you have been, you know, in the past doing stuff in music, like the the impression that I got from your bio was like, you know, I did graphic design and now I'm ready for music that I'm going to give music a run for its money. But you have been creative. You have been, you know, working your way up to what you've achieved now, which is brilliant. So, yeah. yeah. A- absolutely. And the principles I learned in design about, um, you know, working with things on a two-dimensional sh- surface and, and shapes and things like that, I apply to the music writing process. And, and long before you know, design. I was a music buff and a pop music freak when I was in high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was about finding what I think makes me happy and what my life's purpose is. And so that's why I've, I'm doing music. Okay. And like you said before, you know, you, you, you won't conform. You just, you, you present who you are and, and what you feel and, and what you like. They've compared you, uh, you know, in, in a couple of articles to, uh, the presets and sneaky sound. Uh, would you agree with with that, or is that what you were like aiming towards, or, or what are your thoughts on that? I, I guess if um, people like to label you or categorise you, and they're comfortable with kind of saying, "Oh, it's an electro sound that kind of fits in with these artists," and so that's what I kind of see those references to. And certainly, it's an honour to be you know put in the same sentence as the presets and sneaky sound system. I, I love those guys. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm like them. I, I think the music I'm doing is more. Um, commercially oriented and 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 what i mean is um you know i'm not afraid of being a mainstream pop artist even though i'm doing this kind of electro sort of underground stuff and and the message that i've got and the 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 people that i want to reach out to are certainly a mainstream audience um so that's where i think that that i differ from those two artists but um hey I'm, i'm happy to be put in that category yeah well um i definitely uh put compare in in more of the uh i guess indie dance uh, if you will so sure. um you know and and that's cool these days you know to to be you know triple j-esque up there or something like that it's it, it, it's hot yeah cool, Rest <laughs> Me. 
music influences you then or what what music do you like uh that that you know i know you say you know you you play whatever you feel or, or do whatever you like sure what stuff do you do you like it's, apart from dance yeah look it's i like synthesizer driven music that's the the thing again that makes my heart beat it's those beautiful pads and those those great rhythms and and um you know a lot of early 80s stuff um, and we're talking the mainstream stuff like Depeche Mode and New Order and, and Pet Shop Boys that were really big at that time. Yeah. Um, but also some underground industrial stuff um, like Severed Heads, which were obviously an early 80s band that um, had some really great synthesizer pop melodies. Um, SPK. Gary Newman? Gar- yeah, Gary Newman as well, yeah. All right. um, definitely all those kind of sounds. Um, but I'm also a huge fan of pop music in general. So, so when we're talking pop music and 80s, of course, Roxette? We're, we're talking Roxette. We're <laughs> talking George Michael, Madonna, you know, Cindy Lauper, Erasure, all, all those kind of things. Like a great pop song is a great pop song. Yeah, and yeah. how you present it, it's how you, you know, put the package together as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not, a, not afraid or ashamed to say that, that I'm a fan of pop music. So... Yeah, all those kind of elements. Add in some of those arty, industrial, you know, um, obscure bands that some people have never heard of. Yeah. Throw it in the mix, and, and that's a James Varnish sound. And, and saying that too, James, like, I don't think uh, you're the only one or the only male out there that likes pop music. Uh, you know, I think all the straighty 180s out there like it too and just don't like to admit it, you know, so... I agree. Stay proud. <laughs> um, so uh, tell us about uh, Compare then. Uh, what uh, influenced uh, the lyrical genius of that song? Sure. Compare, Compare actually started off as a song that I wrote over a sample beat. Um, I was living in Sydney at the time, just driving around, playing some music in my car, and, and the idea came over the top, and it was written pretty quickly, actually. Um, Compare, you know, lyrically is, is a song about first-time experiences. It's 
kind of when you have an encounter with someone or, or a situation where you kind of go, wow, that was so different and, and so unique that I can't compare it to anything else I've ever felt or experienced. Um, so it's, a, it's about that. Um, I know I've, I've talked about this in, in, in the past in another interview that I did. Um, you know, sometimes my songs are based on life experiences and, and the things that I've you know that have already happened to me and sometimes I feel like my songs are almost premonitions of what's happening or what's about to happen and compare is a little bit like that um, I feel like compare you know I'm going through experiences right now even with my music career that I haven't gone through before and so there are things that I can say wow I can't compare this to anything else <laughs> it's amazing you know it's, it's, it's that kind of theme and uh, what else is uh, to come have we uh, have we got an EP on the way or uh, you know other Songs. Yeah, with, there's an album on the way, and it, it'll definitely be out this year towards the end. Um, just been intensively writing lately, and um, I can't wait to get the album together because obviously that'll give people a, a picture of, you know, my div- my diversity. You know, I'm not the kind of artist that wants to repeat himself or do, um, you know, music by by numbers or paint by colours that kind of thing. And so, you know, my my tracks all stand out or, or stand tall on their own. So I can't wait for people to see another aspect of me yeah. all electro pop and all in the same sort of feel but um yeah that's coming together and uh, we're doing some recording overseas pretty soon all and right. um yeah can't wait to get it out there for everyone has compare come a long way since the remix done by murder one it, it, it has uh, compare's taken many shapes and forms um since i, I first wrote it and um the Murder One mix is kind of the definitive version that we've put out there, and um, yeah, it's getting a lot of attention. And people love the delayed bass um, rhythm that's in there, and the sort of the, the, the drama and the, and the synth. It's got a slightly dark feel about it, um, but with that again, sort of romantic pop type vocal over the top. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. really proud of uh, of what it's doing out there and, and the feedback that everyone's giving me. So. Yeah, it's, it's doing good things. Yeah, it's doing. It, it, you should be uh, proud. I'm just, I'm just very intrigued knowing that uh, you know you love your pop and want to um, explore that industry. And yeah, knowing the remix of or the compare that track that we have come across, um, it's 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 very dancing. It's very you know great and out there. But uh, pop is just not one of the the words that come into mind when I th- I do think dark and I think synth and I think uh, you know sure. dance and house. So sure. I'm very intrigued to know what uh, compare originally was. So if there's a way we can track it down you'll have to let us know. Yeah, look, it, it, it started out, um, the guy who I, so it started out with me writing the melody over this sample beat and then um, a remixer came to me and, and wanted to work on the track and ended up sort of recomposing the music underneath and it, the, the guy who I, I worked on it with is, is German so it had a real sort of craft work um, kind of, uh, you know, that kind of Euro sound about it um, and it, then we did a version that was... Uh, almost slightly industrial and a little bit Fisher Spooner-esque and, oh, and that wow. wasn't, you know, the direction I wanted to, to take the song. And then, you know, Murder One came along and did, did that remix. And, you know, this, this Murder One remix um, sums up my sound and, and basically where my writing's going. And, and that's why uh, I decided to go with that as the sort of definitive version. But, um, yeah, it has, it has evolved. Maybe there'll be some leaks on YouTube at <laughs> some stage. Well, if that's where you're heading, um, great things are uh, very much to come then, James. I look uh, very forward to hearing more about your sound. Um, Thank you, Jim. You're going overseas soon, but uh, do you think you'll be doing uh, any touring whilst in Australia still? Will, will Queensland get to get amongst the James uh, Factor? I'm sure 
sure there'll be some showcases of the of the single, even in clubs, that kind of thing. Um, I won't be actually touring the album before it's released. I'll be touring after the album, and as a consequence of that, um, Brisbane, Queensland, sorry, the whole. I'm, I'm going to go straight wide. I'll, I'll go into every corner of Australia that I could possibly get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do you think you'll play when you hit Brisbane? Do you have, like, I'm sure you've been to Brisbane before and hit the scene. Do you think you'll you'll come to our, you know, prestigious? Well, I wouldn't say prestigious, but like Beetle Fluffy venues, or do you think you'll play some of like you know the rock arenas like the Zoo or X and Y? Or where, where do you think you will find yourself here in Brisbane? Tim, I'm going to need some guidance with that. So <laughs> I might have to get some tips off you for those. <laughs> um, well, you, you're in Melbourne, so you'd know of the Hi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. We've got a hi-fi here too, so okay. that's probably... If you think hi-fi is up there and trendy and whatever, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. If you need guidance, just shoot us an email. We'll, we'll help you out. Sure. Gay I might here. an escort that uh, takes me around to yeah, show me some of these places first. Uh, well, congratulations, James. And uh, it's great to... It, it is a bit inspiring to you know never give up and uh, keep on going. So thank you for uh, getting to know us. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Don't be a stranger. Thank you for your support, Tim. You're listening to Z Digital Gay Savvy. And uh, and who are we speaking to? It's James Varnish. Hello, James Varnish. Thank you for joining us. All right, cheers. I don't want to go out tonight. I'd rather stay at home in bed. The starless and the moonless sky. And the bulletproof vest won't do any good. Attack of the puppet people. Every alley that I turn They're waiting in every corner But the people never go home The wizard is gone The snake slides away The witches and beasts quick Have turned into clay The fifty-foot woman
really was. <laughs> oh, they're a fabulous local um, Australian band. No, they're, they're local. Oh no, they're not. They're from Melbourne, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's got the lead singer from the Mavises. Yes, yeah. not, the Mavises. Cool. not the Mavises. Not the Mavises. The Mavises. The Mavises. The Mavises. Very, cool. Very cool group. Um, and they are the band that's rounded us out. They're taking us out. They're done. We're finished. We're over. We're done. Oh, this oh. is a terrible thing, Lash as Hell. Are you oh, going to cry? Can you believe? I'm, I've got, I've got tears. Bit tears. tears. It feels like we've been through together so much, and it's only four episodes. I'm exhausted. Well, that's just because you ran a marathon with no pants on in the middle of summer. Oh. Yeah. Chapped off. No, wait. That everything. was last week. <laughs> no. But it's, um, yeah, four episodes in, and we've had an absolute ball. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. <sighs> If you, want, if you want to request a song or if you want us to talk about something or yeah, don't want us to talk about something... we need to know. If we're not savvy enough to your liking. Yeah. Tell us about it. You can go to our Facebook page. You can also email us. Our email address is gay.savvy.z. Z-E-D. Z-E-D at gmail.com. And those details are on our Facebook page. Um, and while you're on our Facebook page and you're on the interweb, head to 4zzzfm.org.au... And um, subscribe. You can subscribe to digital radio as well as the FM station. Um, it helps to keep us up and running and it helps us to bring you these fabulous programs. And you can also comment saying, how do you know about us? And really get digital radio on there and say, oh, it was a you know, gay savvy on Z and digital nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes. You can also subscribe to us through iTunes. So check that shit out as well. We've had a massive show, guys. We've yeah. had a massive show. We've had Lady Gaga. We, well... We've spoken of Lady Gaga. Spoken of. Uh, we spoke about our own stories. Still about not a flop. Oh, <laughs> it is. Going to argue about this for days. We, we spoke to the fabulous... arm wrestling after the show like nobody's business. Yep. Spoke to the fabulous Andrew from GLWA. Yep, we spoke with James... Well, Spencer spoke with James Varnish. Yeah. Yeah. Lush L spoke with Martin Cruz. And he's a from... fabulous gentleman. And check him out on when his you kind of step up to the plate and interview someone, huh? Well, huh? next huh? week, huh? Huh? next week, well, all three of us, but we have managed to get in Jonathan Duffy, the doctor's wife. We'll be... Give me away some tickets for his screaming as well next week. So you should listen in as to how passes people to and double find passes. out how you can get a hold of those double passes. Yeah, so. make sure you tune in. All right. Well, we're out of here. Yeah. Mm. We're going to finish with a local Brisbane artist, uh, a lady we love the sounds of. Yeah, she's actually been on Queer Radio in the past too, a bit of Marty Lumsden. We do love her. She's a fabulous, lovely lady. And she's about to tour here in Brisbane with another favourite uh, girl of ours, uh, Kate uh, Martin from Townsville. 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 So no, isn't it a small world? Because we interviewed them both separately, not knowing that they knew each other, and now they're together they're like doing besties. a tour. Yeah. So, yeah, stick around for um, fabulous more music on Z Digital. Stay tuned, and we will be back same time, same place next week. For episode five. Miss you already. I've been Luscious L. Dr. Burke. And I'm Spencer. And this has been Gay Sally. Pick it up, stand again, you know.